Hey there, and welcome to Maria Kamen at MKPDE's podcast. Today we will be talking about bridal fairs, and I have some tips for you. I hope that you'll enjoy it, and let's get started. The next round of bridal fairs is coming up in the springtime in San Diego County, and I hope that if you're a bride or groom, um, you'll plan on attending. And I'm going to give you some kind of homework to do before you attend. This is what I found that was um, significantly different between the brides that go there to just have a good time. They just got engaged and this is the first bridal fair they attend and they want to have a good time. And they don't really care, but they care. You know, they want to get information, as much information as they can. Because they haven't taken the time to look at a magazine or read a book or call an event planner to see what's most important and to help them organize it. And it's not because they don't want to, it's just that they don't know. They're in the excitement of being married, they just got engaged, they have a beautiful ring on their finger, they're looking at constantly and showing off, and they're so excited that they don't have the thought of what's ahead, they, you know, what's in the future. They're thinking about their diamond versus their their actual um, important day, they're thinking about how beautiful they'll look and how handsome he is. And they're in their love bubble. Let's call it that. They're in the their love bubble. And their love bubble is all about themselves. And that's what's really exciting about weddings, meetings, and events. You meet all kinds of people. But the bride that I'm trying to help is exactly that bride. That bride that's planning on attending the wedding um, fair and has never had an experience of attending a fair. She's probably in her early 20s and just is um, sweet as can be and and just kind of naive to how big the industry really is and how overwhelming it can become, not only for her, but for her bridegroom, her bridesmaids, groomsmen, um, just pretty much everybody in the wedding. It can be overwhelming depending on how the bride is handling it because it's one of these um, it's one of these events that it has a trickle-down effect. Let's say mom is angry. She takes it out on dad, who then dad talks to the bride or groom, who then talk to their bridesmaids or their siblings. And it's just a trickle-down effect who then run to the grandmother or grandparents and talk to them. And then they go and go back to the parents and talk to them. So to avoid some of that, I'm going to help you with some tips that I have found as a vendor in the wedding, meeting, and event industry. I have found that it's very helpful if the bride or groom or the person I'm talking about 
has some insight. So today we're going to talk about eight different points of view or important topics, um, all to do with the bridal fair. And the, the eight are to meet, you know, why do people want to attend or what is a bridal fair? Why do you want to attend a bridal fair? You want to attend to meet and employ vendors to begin to understand what it is about and how big the industry is and what you are about to do, how big it is. And I am reading notes in case you're wondering watching this video because I'm also um, podcasting as well as videoing it. So if you'd like to watch the video, you can watch on, on my YouTube channel, Maria Kamen, Vlogs, MK Pure Diamond Events, or you can just listen to the podcast on your Apple podcast or the favorite podcast of your choice. Or you're more than welcome to visit my website at mkpurediamondevents.com or mkpde.com. So you also attend a bridal fair for knowledge, to learn knowledge of what's trending as far as products and services, styles, dresses, bridesmaids, gifts, bouquets, photographers, all of that. You're probably going to attend to get an understanding of things and tasks you will need to undertake for yourself if you are a DIY wedding planner. And just because you plan one wedding doesn't mean you can plan all weddings, but it does mean you have a good understanding of weddings, of your wedding. Because um, each wedding is different unless you plan what's called a cookie cutter wedding, which means that that company or that venue does the same style wedding for each bride and groom. However, they let the bride and groom choose between several different packages. So that's called a cookie cookie cutter style wedding. And that's okay. It's fine. It looks different for everybody because of the color changes and the floral changes. And it, it's fine. It depends on what you like. So to find a dress, fashion for bridesmaids, groomsmen's, flower girls, um, ring bearer, ring bearer, is that what it's called? The little boy who carries the pillow with the rings on it. Um, the also, you can shop for bridal gifts um, to purchase as a thank you for your guest, as well as your bridesmaids and groomsmen, uh, wedding decor and parties, party, wedding party bouquets and corsages and boutonnieres. There are florists there that, that help you with floral knowledge. It's a lot of fun. It's a lot of um, work if you're a vendor. So it depends on which side you wanna hear most, but today we're talking about the bride attending. So what do you, what do you want? What do you do once you have the information overload hits. Okay, the thing that I suggest the most 
for people is to do some homework for themselves. They need to create a list of specific things they want to get out of it. So if you're attending a bridal fair that has hundreds and hundreds of vendors, you want to definitely make sure you have a list of a certain amount of vendors that you want. If you don't know your style, then definitely take the time to just go um, from booth to booth and gather the information. Um, it's a lot easier if you kind of have an idea because there's really hundreds and hundreds of people that rent a booth. And to think that you're going to stop at every single booth, you won't be able to. So what I suggest is to understand your style, have an idea of what you like and don't like. And um, each vendor is selling a specific product and service. And it might not be your style. So if you have an idea of your style, you won't have to stop at every single booth to discover what your style is. And sometimes when you're doing that, trying to discover what your style is, then what happens is the vendor can convince you to something that isn't really your style, but they're selling it and you're agreeing to it because you don't know what you want. So understanding that the wedding industry is bigger than any one person. It's most definitely bigger than my small business and it's most definitely bigger than any bride or groom. It is one of the most um, funnest and um, big industry that you can be in or be employed in. And at the same time, when I look at how big it is and think about how big it is, and I see myself as a businesswoman in that industry, I look very, very, very small. Even the, the biggest, most fashionable wedding planners with the big, biggest budgets, when you look at the entire industry, they're a fraction of what is really happening. So it's not a build your ego type industry. It's rather a humbling industry because it is so large and so filled with many, many people. And we're all competing for the same people that come to the wedding fair. So it's kind of an interesting um, look at life and yourself. Um, does personality offer, offer personal life? Um, your personality shouldn't be a matter in this situation. So you have to look at yourself kind of, you're the bride, and you're going there to employ the people that will be servicing you during your wedding day. So you're in control of your budget. And you should have authority in your finances. However, human nature as a whole is that we want, we just want, we want the most perfect wedding. We want the most beautiful wedding. We want the, we want. And when want meets practicality, 
most likely if you're emotional, then the practicality is going to leave. So get to know yourself. I would say that you should know your, your definitely know your budget. So whatever your budget is, 10,000, 20,000, 30,000, 40,000 on up, know what that is and know what percentages you want to spend where. That's the easiest way to do it. So if you know that your venue is going to take up 50% of your budget, set aside that. And you know that the photographer is going to take up 10% of your budget or 20%, set aside that. So there's there's books out there before you attend a bridal fair that you can have an idea. So what I suggest to brides is that definitely get there a few minutes early, get your program, go through your program and take a highlighter with you. I think they give you a pen normally in the little gifts, but um, take your highlighter with you and, and go through your program and decide what vendors are really um, for you or that you really are a must see. So there must be some vendors that you think, I want to um, definitely look at photographers today because I'm trying to decide my photography style. Is it journalistic? Is it, um, you know, more, more fashionable? Is it more modern? What type of photography style you want? And then highlight those because you want to definitely visit those booths and get information. Um, you're a bride that has a very, very good budget. And so you want to get the most trendiest, beautiful gifts you can for your wedding party and your guest. So highlight the places that, that sell the products. So you could go see what that is. So you have an idea and then you can do some more research. Um, get my idea. You know what wedding dress you kind of want to see and so there's you know that these x amount of fashion fashion bridal fashion people are going to be modeling then you want to inform your bridal party that you're look trying to look at these certain designers in your in your style and so have them help you look at that um, so that they don't go by. Understanding that you um, don't have to purchase anything while you're there. However, they offer really big discount, discounts. Um, vendors tend to really offer you good deals if you sign up right at the bridal fair. And the reason for that is they're trying to meet their budget. Um, if you think of a vendor as renting vendor space and paying for all the decorations and their time and their employees, what they're trying to do is make sure that they come out with sales that will cover the cost of that. So when you do that, most vendors will offer you if you sign right on the spot, an extra 10% off or an extra 15% off. 
So now you're getting your discounted rate, which is the fair rate they're offering the people, but you're getting an additional discount just for signing up and reserving your spot. Now, uh, most photographers ask you for a deposit, and I think florists do too, um, and so do wedding planners if you're going to do that because they don't want you to reserve the date and then not show up. But you can um, ask them to check their calendar and see if the dates are available and um, kind of have that in, in your mind and their mind and let them know, okay, I want to reserve it, but I still need to look at some more venues. So I'll call you within 24 hours. If they don't hear from you, then they know that's not not even an option for you. Like I personally would follow up with you and ask you, um, did you decide, are you hiring a wedding planner? Are you hiring myself? And if so, let's get working out the details of your contract. You gave me a deposit of, you know, 20%. Now I'm going to send you the contract and let you know what the payments are in the next year or six months or three months that we're planning your wedding. Um, it's all spelled out in the contract. I have details of what I'm doing for you, when I'll meet with you, how many hours of my time I'll be spending with you. And if we go exceed that hour, um, then I get to charge you extra. It's just the way it is. Um, I had one bride that in the contract, she just wanted me to be there for the cake testing and trying on her wedding dresses. And then she added the food tasting and a bunch of other things. And so I had to go back and re um, rebill her for my time because the transportation time, the time there, the time with um, the vendors discussing it, negotiating contracts for her, that wasn't in the original contract because it wasn't um, in her thought life, which is okay because she didn't have that experience. But the reality is that it affected her budget and um, she still made it within budget and we helped her find other part-time work so she could pay things off and her in-laws came in and helped her and it was it was interesting but it all worked out very well for all of us so um see bridal gifts are one of the most important things that you want to look for because they are give you a sense of what you need to put it at the table at the reception for your guest and then you need bridal gifts for your um, bridesmaids mother of the bride father of the bride groom groomsman father of the groom father of the bride all of that comes to play and um, my dog keeps wanting my attention so i apologize for that it's not normally like that but today he is um wedding decor this is different than um some people think 
It's different than bridal gifts because the wedding decor, and I'm, I'm trying to think of how to word this. The wedding decor is what decorates the venue or the church. And it's kind of your taste on all of it is kind of the bride's taste. And bride, I'm saying bride to the person who was received the proposal. So that's my definition of bride. If, if um, someone asks someone to marry them, the person who gets asked is considered the bride. The person who asks the question is the groom, just for definition purposes. So back to decor. Um, this is used to decorate the venue, the church, the reception area, the ballroom, the reception hall, the um, entry, the doorways, the steps leading up. That's decor. Now, some brides decide that their table decor can also be a wedding bridal gift. So amongst the table, um, underneath the plate or underneath the glass or um, in the napkin, wrapped in the napkin, one person in the table would receive one item of the table decor. So if the bride purchased all the, the table decor, then you can give away different things like the little candle lights or the floral arrangement or the confetti around there or the twinkle lights. Each of those things can be a gift that you give to your guest so that you don't have to um, clean up and take it back home because you don't know what you'll use it against for. Or you can most definitely find a vendor and rent these items and um, just be, be informed that then you have to return every item. So if you rent China as a table decor, which it most definitely is, it's a place setting and there's beautiful, beautiful China that can be rented for your wedding or place settings is what I like to call them, then you get, they'll be counted at the end of the wedding reception and returned to the vendor. If a plate is missing, a cup, a saucer, a fork, a knife, a spoon, you will be charged individually for the items missing. So there's a, it's written in the contract and um, that's where the wedding planner comes and helps you with it. So that is different than what I'm talking about because the table decors and is the temporary centerpiece. It's the wall, uh, the tablescape that you can give away as gifts because you purchased it just for that day. It's normally living flowers and the trend right now is having um, green greenery. So as in potted plants or plants that are live that you can also give away. Now the wedding bouquet is different 
than the wedding decor, but it's also included in the decor. So when you talk to the florist, you have to see if her package includes the the wedding bouquet and the bridesmaids bouquets and the boutonnieres um, and the corsages because that's different than tablescape decor or entry decor. So you have to kind of know where you're going to be placing the decor to make the final um, details of this. So that's one of the things that's very difficult to arrange at the bridal fair. So you can find someone you like in your style, put down a deposit, and make sure that you can get a refund in case that once you sit down and really talk about the details of your wedding, if you can't afford them, then at least your deposit doesn't go to waste. Now, some people won't give you a deposit back, and that's important to know as well. So um, you just got to know what you're doing, I guess. it's. Um, I think that's why I'm saying this, because I've been to enough bridal fairs and had enough booths in bridal fair where I, I know when a bride knows what she wants and how much easier that is to talk with her than a bride who is going there just to have a good time and be educated. Um, we do want you to have a good time at your wedding and we do want you to experience a lot of joy. But the one thing that you absolutely have to be aware of is that your, your day is not, well, it is kind of all about you, but it's not all about you. Meaning there's going to be a lot of people involved in your day wanting your time and your efforts and your energy and your smile and your love and your appreciation. And at the same time, you want to be able to um, give them all that, but be yourself in doing that. So let's see the other thing that that we we um, want to talk about today is now that you know that to ask the florist what is included in her package. You also want to do that with the photographers. Is an album included? Is the videography included? Are you going to give me raw images or are you going to give me um, edited images? And how much of that? And some of that can be negotiated and save you cost. And some of it is worth having because you know that if you get a bunch of raw images, you're just not going to edit them until five years later down the road, you know, unless you're really good at editing. So you might want the photographer to give you a certain amount edited and a certain amount not edited. So in conclusion um, to this podcast, I would say that there are, are several things that I personally think are very, very important. One is know your budget. Take the take your bridesmaids with you. And in that I say to you, take your bridesmaids with you and know that you um, make them feel a part of you. 
help your bridesmaids and your mother-in-law and your mom help you by helping them. So for your mom, you might want to say, mom, I really need this from you. And um, if you could be so kind to, to look at these fashions that I'm looking for, if your mom's that kind of mom, there are some moms that don't like that. So um, that's hard to say, but there's other moms that totally get into it. So it all depends on what kind of mom you have. I would say um, the same thing with your bridesmaids. Let them know that it's okay for them to shop for themselves because they're going to do it anyway. And they can't help, if they, especially if they're single, they can't help in thinking, I want my wedding to look like this. And sometimes what I have seen is the bridesmaids try to control the bride and try to get her to pick the things that she um, wants for herself. So let the bridesmaids know that it's okay. Your, your, um, it's okay that you want to shop for yourself and it's okay that you want for yourself. Um, but I need you to look for me, look out for me in these areas. And then you can also look for yourself. So don't be surprised if the bridesmaid gets carried awake with her own sort of dreams about her own wedding. I think that that's one of the things that upsets a bride the most when other people make it about themselves. And I think it's a, it's a normal, healthy way of participating in a wedding is wanting to share how good their wedding was or how bad their wedding was or what they would do different. And um, I don't think the bride always appreciates all the stories, but I think most of the time they're pretty gracious about it. Um, let's see. Uh, idea number three, uh, have an idea of what type of vendors you want, what you're looking for. And um, so you can, Avoid stopping at booths that, that you know you won't want to know anything about. Um, keep in mind that this is a great time to also look for your wedding shower, um, entertainers and things like that that will be there, and wedding shower ideas. So it's not just about the day of your wedding, but also there's other things for you if um, I personally would do, let the maid of honor who's giving you your shower do what her, your wedding shower, um, have her look to see if there's any vendors there that she would like to use. And I would have a bridesmaid help me with bridesmaid fashion. And then I would have um, another bridesmaid help me with decor and then assign another one help me with photography and the other one helped me with videography depending on how many bridesmaids you have and if you divvy up the work then it it gives them a buy-in without having to overwhelm them 
with every single detail. So I think bridesmaids and women in general are very good and very decisive about how and when they want to participate in your wedding. And I think that part of the fun of that is knowing that not all your friends like the same things. And so who you want to help you with something might not want to help you with that part of it. And let that be okay and find the one who wants to help you with that part of it. So um, that's that's just part of maturing, I think. We're like that throughout our whole lives. We We want to give of ourselves to the person, whether they want it or not. And it's one of those funny woman things, I think. Um, help, um, help them by communicating, trying to um, give I statements when possible and definitely give we statements when you need to. So try to be inclusive and in saying we, ours, um, especially when it comes to the wedding. You definitely want to do our wedding and um, versus my wedding. And that's one of the most gracious ways you can include the groom and help them feel a part of it and um, help your family feel a part of it because it's our wedding. Even though it's really yours and his or his and his and or her and hers, you just want the family to be a whole as a unit uh, for that day. So I hope you enjoyed this. You have been listening to Maria Kamen at MKPDE. And um, you can listen to me on Apple or whatever podcast of your choice. Visit my website at mkpde.com and follow me on Instagram and tweet at mkpde. Go out and make it a great day.